<laughs> it is November 12, 2020. <laughs> Today we discuss consumer storage, commercial storage, object storage, storage, storage everywhere, not a bit to store something on. I am Michael Askins, Architect Taste Labs, and this is Technology Architecture Solution Engineering Show. Today in the virtual studio with me is Dev, and we're going to attempt to be kind of like still and frame ourselves to where like we can make this video too and it's gonna be a quick one today we're gonna try to like just nail down our topics so we don't crush you guys with another one because we're gonna be trying to do more smaller but more quickly released but in the studio virtual studio dev how you doing man doing good doing good had a good chuckle before we went on air yes uh, yeah, we kinda, <laughs> it was getting out of control that's why I just <laughs> right to it, right? <laughs> yeah i know we have a you know we probably cut into our recording time but you know it's fine oh. <laughs> would you expect anything else so so on our agenda uh cutting right to the chase so consumer storage uh wanted to call out something that everybody's kind of at least in our world is kind of getting a little wigged out about and that's the uh google announcement you want to go with that one you want to run with what they announced and what the ramifications of that is yeah yeah so um the uh, i'm sure a lot of people on the planet who use android which is a majority of the folks um are uh use google photos in some some capacity to back up their photos to the cloud. And as if you are familiar with the Google Photos um, and how they back up settings, uh, you could back up your photos as high quality or the full original size. Um, High quality backup uh, did not cost anything or did not count towards your uh, 15 gigabyte free storage limit. Um, but that is changing now. So uh, thankfully, they gave a good lead time. I think, you know, at least if they're going to change it, they gave a decent amount of lead time for people to figure out if they need to. Um, but Google announced that they're um, starting, they're going to, uh, all photos backed up as high quality or, or higher. I think, I believe there's only two options at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, will count towards your 15 gigabytes of storage. And uh, that will start taking into effect. Um, I think it's uh, end of June 2021, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. But the really interesting part, which I thought was really interesting, was kind of like the little uh, tweak to but it. Is that like their estimation, of, their estimation of how long the averages will take to fill it up? <laughs> that, I saw that. Yeah, that, that's true. It's a, a very interesting, um, you know, considering. But uh, the other thing I thought was that was interesting is that like uh, any photos that you back up prior to that date, will not count against the storage count. So it's any photos that are backed up after that date, which I think is interesting. I think it gives people probably a lot more wiggle room to uh, play to play with that. Um, That's to stop the backlash, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah so I think that's an, an interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about the, uh, it won't hit that for three years. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I don't take a lot of photos myself, but. I do. Yeah, I know you're definitely a person that takes a lot of photos. Um, you know, and video, video goes there too. But that's video, all. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I know. I think right now, like, if you want to get a hundred gigabytes of storage, or whatever, it's like two bucks or something like that. Which I mean, to most of the people in the population, or a decent amount is not a lot. But there's obviously, there's, you know, there's people where that that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think for people who you know don't want to lose their data and things like that, I mean, I think this, you know, it's business, unfortunately, and business is going to do what they want to do. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of like uh, I used to use Apple in the past um, before I switched to Samsung, thanks to 
Mr. Askins here. Um, <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I had to pay for storage then. I had to pay like a dollar for 50 gigs or whatever because I wasn't just using it for uh, files, but or not files, but for photos, but for files as well mm-hmm. and things like that. And actually, I've been considering kind of bumping up my storage as well um, to to the to have the extra storage because I see my I have lots of email. And I've been clearing it out. Counts against quota. Yeah, it does. That's why. Especially when there's all those uh, attachments and crap. <laughs> I keep seeing the bar. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know. It, it, you look it, at the how I use my storage bits. Did you ever see those little things where it tells you how many are pictures and videos? There's like little I, plugins. I, should, I haven't looked at it. I have not, but I should. Um, but you know, it's unfortunate. Um, thankfully, they're giving a lot of lead time for people to figure out. Until then, um, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, and yeah, I mean. You know, people just have to back up the photos somewhere or some other way if they don't want to reach that quota limit for 15 gigs. For sure. On a similar note, um, (laughs) see what I did there? Uh, (laughs) On a similar note, I was on my note and I was messing around with my Samsung backup because there was a whole shuffleage of devices here of all our legacy old stuff because we just can't commit to something at this point and i went in there to to look at my checkpoints because i have a like it was like two bucks it was like a dollar 99 for extra samsung storage because i use their backup and they started doing files and stuff it was janky so i didn't didn't use it for that but i i was backing up my stuff so my stuff was going to google backed up but i was also going to samsung which was a little bit one of the reasons was is if i get another samsung device the restore is so much cleaner when it comes from their brokered services so um so i was in there and it says some long thing which i kind of didn't really digest but it was like we want you to use OneDrive. Yeah. i was like okay so i got this notification <laughs> in app it says push here to move your stuff to OneDrive." so i pushed the button and so they don't charge me anymore all my old backups are still there and it copied over pictures and, and the notes and all the other stuff over to my OneDrive account. Now, the thing I wanted to do is I wanted it to go to my OneDrive work account, but it didn't. It went to my personal account because they increase your quota. They yeah. increase your quota on OneDrive when you push your Samsung stuff to there. So um, a, a couple peers and friends of mine have Samsung devices, too, and they use the backup. And what was super cool in my brain was is I wasn't the only one. It wasn't just like I finally got this message. Everyone around the same day, give or take a day, got this massive mm-hmm. message, and everybody started pushing their stuff to OneDrive. So I thought that was interesting, too, as well. Yeah, that, that I actually got that message a while ago um, when I actually first got I have the Samsung Note 10 uh, Plus. Um, that was like one of the new things they were pushing when they were releasing device at that time. Um, be able to back up your photos to OneDrive. And I initially tried to do it, but I, the reason it escapes me at the moment because I, was, I did it when I first got it because I wanted to see what the experience was like. Maybe it's changed since then. I don't know. Um, but I didn't like it for whatever reason, so I kind of just went back to Google Photos. Mm-hmm. I stuck stuck with it. I forget why that was the case. Um, I think it might have been some 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 feature. Uh, 
some it, feature parody that wasn't there or things the like thing, that. The one thing I found that was annoying about it was, is you know how they like <laughs> Google does that, like, hey, looking back in history and what what have you, it just like started for it force feeded stuff. Like this was your day ten years ago, and it wasn't my me. It was there was there was a a, a group of folders that I downloaded on how to build something, not like computery <laughs> stuff. It was like stuff outside, <laughs> and it had like plans. It had the dude took pictures and how he did this masonry special it thing. Had the exit. Was data like, from 10 years ago. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's not me. I was like, no, that's complete rubbish. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like the idea and in, in concept of keeping it in OneDrive because, like, that's what we use in the work in, in the workplace. And I think that, you know, it, if, if, if I can keep all my data on Microsoft, that's what I want to do. Um, but, you know, I think I have to maybe t- I have to take a look at it again. But when I know when I initially tried to use the OneDrive, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I definitely would prefer to do that. Um, because I like to be platform agnostic to a certain extent. Um, uh, that you know, I think it's uh, it's a uh, interesting. It might even because I have I had platform, I have I have an iPad and I couldn't see the photos <laughs> in there, and I think that may have been one of the challenges I was having. I don't know, maybe I forget. I'm sure uh, that's ever come now because they have all those apps are available for iThings. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they they released photo backup to iPad or not to OneDrive. I don't know. I have to look into that. But um, yeah, that might that might have been an error. Maybe something else. I forget. But yeah, when I initially did it, I didn't I didn't like. It. I was like, I'd rather just stick with Google Photos at the moment. But um, yeah, if they can keep improving on it, I mean, from what it is, I mean, I think it definitely mm-hmm. provides a different quoting, especially if they can. Uh, the um. Uh, you know, I think there is some, maybe some security concerns if they allow people to back up to the well, not secure, maybe not security concerns, but maybe that too. Plus a little bit of um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just like data separation of backing up personal photos to a work account. You yeah, know, I think so in our in our, our day job, you know, we have that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. We have personal tenancy, which maybe it, that's what we want to do, and things like that. But for the traditional, like the Samsung made me send it to my personal one. I wouldn't allow yeah. me to check. Yeah. So, kind of, kind of, nutshelling this and moving on to the commercial storage bits. One of the things, like this, is important. Even if you're, this isn't a consumer electronics show, even though we talk a lot about it. But what's super important is, is people use their personal devices all the time for their day job. And you know, I know people that are like pipeline inspectors and electrical line inspectors, and they use their their phone because it's a BYOD world. Um, so they use their device, and therefore, you know, things come on their phone, it automatically gets backed up. You know, like there, there's that to consider, and and what the ramifications of having pictures for your work in places that you can't get to. So that's that's a concern, right? Um, yeah, you you called it out nail nail on the head with you know tenants and you know everybody anybody can have a personal 365 and get you know a pile of one drive space it's different when you're putting stuff that may be controlled or like especially if you think utilities you know the picture like maybe there's some behind the scene pictures and how some stuff's hooked together and they don't want to get that in the hands of a bad actor and what happens if it's just out there and in, in consumer land yeah. um, so there, there's things like in commercial storage that can help solve that like in, in aws has like s3 object elastic file fsx when it's file server block just the name the myriad of stuff that they did have and then azure has you know file disk blob data lake archive and cache so you know having having all these different solutions are on the ground are important and more importantly how you choose them is super important as well there's a microsoft learn 
module. I was going to put it in the show notes, but I opted not to because I know I know a, a handful of specific people that would go through that and they, they might not <laughs> make the best decision on on what that content is giving you. It's more to give you exposure to it, not necessarily say that's a definitive place for things mm-hmm. to go. That's why you have you know IT pros that help that are familiar with that to help build your team and get that get that knowledge but i will say if you want to go find it there is a uh a microsoft learn whole segment on or a whole section i think it's two hours on how to choose the right storage um you know what is object store and what is what's what is the purpose of having blob and and how's block handled there in azure and it's it's super good it's uh super useful um so check that out if you can Uh, but you know one of the things that i've seen recently too it seems like this why this whole episode is storage um Surprise, it's storage. <laughs> but uh, Nasuni, their unit, their unit FS recently got checkmarked into Azure. So I know it's been on the AWS side. Nasuni has had a lot of stuff over there. Finally, um, there's like it seems like there's a full breadth of offerings um, on the Azure side. I know they could always do certain things there, but um, the UNFS has been highlighted and showcased on the Azure portals, on Microsoft, and even some friends of ours and peers of ours, some who which which work for uh, or tangentially for with Nasuni. Um, they're like, oh yeah, there's all this good stuff coming for Azure, and what does that mean? So, do you, are you familiar with what what, what the solutions do there? Have you checked it out at all? Why don't you inform our audience about what Nizuni is? <laughs> Good job, thank you. I will do that. <laughs> so it, it's it's a it's a solution that allows for on premises and public object store to appear kind of unified. So it looks like looks like one across your whole storage estate. You know, we hear all the times about data state. Well, I'm going to call it the storage estate. We have from IT pros, we see all the time, like you're standing up, you know, you need a data warehouse. Sure, there's a data state, but there's also the storage that supports that. There's VMs running on Blob. Some people are using Azure files or they're doing Windows virtual desktops and they need to have access in temporary storage and, and right back of settings and configure So there's all these different storage types all over the place, right? Uh-huh. But when it comes down to it, we have this big pile of data. We have this big pile of files and we have this big pile of engineering docs or insert whatever your business does here. Um, there's piles of storage and data around the back end of it. So you need to store it somewhere. And then you also need to optimize the delivery and also optimize where it needs to live based upon who's using it and accessing it. This solution helps do that across your, I'll call it the storage estate. They might even, I don't even think they call it that. That's it's in is my it, head. Somewhere. Is it hybrid cloud? Like you can pull in stuff from different, different clouds and things like that? Um, so when you, I'm going to defer to answer that. Uh, I, I know <laughs> you would one would one would think based upon how the technology works. Yes, I can't definitively answer you that question. Um, so we can connect you with some, if someone else has that same question out there, which is a great question. Um, we can connect you with the right people to answer that. Um, there are specific use cases where this really excels. And then there's other areas where you're like, well, why don't you just use the native solution in Azure or the native solution on-prem? Um, though I seem to think of it looking across Azure and hybrid. When I say hybrid, I'm saying hybrid on-premises and Azure as the solution. Um, 
It's also backed by a lot of the cloud services out there, which gives you that unlimited storage. So there's the whole backend tiering that can occur, which is super great. And it also wraps security around it too. So uh, one of the things that I've known of this solution for quite a while is the security wrapper around it doesn't compromise the performance. It's super performance. Um, really good, really good from a, from an access. And when you start talking about maybe large files or large data sets that are you know, in that one big object, it can really respond really well for it. Um, and the, uh, as I mentioned, you know, my notes for the show kind of like plowed it down there. It's like it allows your, your, your storage to be managed as a whole across all of those. So it's definitely it's definitely kind of a good uh, thing. And so, you know, I got when I was putting show notes together, I was like spitting out a bunch of storage stuff. And, you know, you know, maybe your average IT pro may or may not know what some of these terminologies bits are around storage. And so the question is, is what is object storage? Um, yeah, so the object storage is a, uh, you know, we, you know, we have obviously have, you know, storage art storage uh, structures like file systems. And we have blob storage or block storage. Um, object storage is a computer data storage method where it manages data as objects, hence the name object storage, um, as, a, um, as opposed to other file systems. Like we talked about file systems where you have a file hierarchy or you're managing data and, and, and sectors and tracks and things like that. You know, it, it manages it via an object instead of those other types of methods. Yeah. Or, or, you know, one of the things that storage administrators, and I made this really st- just divisive statement a while long many years ago like there's there's a there's a target on the head of the title uh storage administrator because that's that's like a there's people that are specifically storage administrators now i said that kind of flip because there's always like some massive piles of storage that need to be managed somewhere but you know once upon a time we used to put like racks of disks or <laughs> SSD. Like we used to fill, yeah. you know, data centers full of just storage, right? Um, and one of the things was, was, okay, so we have object store and block storage. And, and then we have our standard, you know, we can also layer, you know, a controller on top and use some of the some of the block to be for you know forcing files out. So you can broker, you know, a radius server to give access. So like there, that was the old way of doing things. And and it's not really that old. It's still people still do that but you know with cloud we don't look at it that way as much anymore we look at it as okay here's object storage you know the big thing with blocks is the old ways of storing it with like sectors and and having these blocks being written uh, as quick as possible that's where you got your performance that's where um you know some some of the the products out there like um store simple used to do a little bit of this um that evolved out but there's there's many products that had hybrid storage or you had spinning disk but in front of it was just a wee little bit of 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 cached here that was ssd so those blocks would get written quickly to the ssd then they would be tiered down but as they were being used they'd be tiered up and down so so that's how we got performance out of of storage right um instead of just increasing spindle speed and and magnets flopping around inside of a you know a, a little block there clicking away right yeah um, so we got we got speed that way, which evolved into okay. Now, how are we going to get speed out of these giant files that are sitting out there in Azure? How how are we going to write a big engineering file back to an engineer or you know an architect or data science you know 
human services and sciences, you know, insert large data set here. How do we do that? Right. We can use things like Masuni to have that stuff out there and tear it back as needed or, you know, pin it to a particular facility because it's used out of that facility. And then we can handle the the backing up of it elsewhere and what have you. So it's, it's definitely a good solution. Again, I'm not giving credit to the whole thing. I'm sure um, uh, those who I know that are associated with that organization are just like shaking their head. I like, just stop talking. Um, <laughs> but but that's just kind of the high level of, of, of how we're handling some of this stuff. Now, you mentioned uh, object storage just to kind of put in frame you know uh, i believe um dropbox i think that's one of the ones uh, on the back end they use yeah. they use this type of storage right so <clears throat> it's worth uh, it's worth knowing what your options are out there um i know a lot of people say we have these big giant files and we can't do anything with them well there's yeah. solutions out there that can do stuff with them yeah i think more nowadays than any other time in technological history is that there's so many different options available to everyone to do certain things obviously with the advent of the cloud over the past you know two decades if um and and kind of exploring different file you know file architectures or structures and then storing data in different ways you know just 10 different ways you store data in azure you know and yeah and that extends to the other cloud platforms as well and like you said in the suny which i had really heard much of i mean that kind of gives a different unified method almost of a um kind of in a similar way that azure arc does with different resources and things like that you know i think that's why it's important for a lot of people when if they are considering that move to the cloud and don't like that to always evaluate your options and and just, you know, continue to, to look at that and look at, you know, don't leave any stone unturned um, that, you know, because, you know, if you don't uh, don't turn that stone, you may be missing a better option for your organization. So, you know, I definitely think that's uh, a piece of wisdom that I would impart upon our, our listeners. Absolutely. And yeah, you, you've, you've grown into a lot of enterprises and you've seen a lot of that. Um, you've seen business from small all the way clear to we call them B companies, billion dollar operating organizations. And and you can tell that, you know, we say this all the time in the day job and on here, uh, one size does not fit all. And even in like industries, you operate slightly different um, or your policies and practices, or there might be just one little tiny thing on how you operate or your goals that might make you choose a different bit of technology. So we just wanted to surface that here today with you. Um, they're, again, we've called them out here. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Hopefully one day they will be. Uh, <laughs> and if this is the video, the uh, the logo on your shirt, sir, that company is not a sponsor either. <laughs> Maybe we should make that the <laughs> thumbnail for the episode, but uh, uh, I know we're, we're running long on time. So let's uh, talk tool of the week. Um, that's a new thing I want to throw out there. So um, we, we do a lot of stuff with a lot of tools and the tool might be you know, an add-in to maybe Visual Studio Code or Visual Studio, or it could be a full-blown package. I'm calling out Azure Storage Explorer. That's my tool of the week. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I haven't used it a ton, um, our Azure Storage Explorer, because I just haven't been in that area where I needed to. But um, you know, from what I from what I did, from what I have used it, um, definitely a, a useful tool to explore all your different you know storage and, and your files and things like that. So move stuff um, around if you need, if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, move stuff around and, and all that good stuff. So I you know, I definitely think that um it's definitely worth tool. You know, it's not like you have to pay extra for it, I don't believe. Um and it's there available for you if you're using Azure Storage um for any type of data. So definitely yep. a, a good good shout out. 
Absolutely. And the video of the week will be Azure Storage Dash, the unsung hero. Um, there's a wee bit of PowerShell in there. So if you do not know it, that maybe that's more incentive for you to start to learn it. Um, it is uh, a wee bit of PowerShell and how to interface with the Azure SDK, especially around the storage area. Um, I watched it actually kind of twice. The video that we have the link on that'll be in the show notes is actually the summary episode of a much larger episode. And the summary episode, I think, will give you a, a little bit of where we're trying to come from with this with this show uh, today, give you an idea of what we're what we're thinking and what we're seeing. So, in fact, it was released 59 minutes before we actually um, oh. we actually uh, posted our show notes. So, I would like to say that that was a driving force of what we're talking about today. It was not. It was just a happy coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I say, yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit it on the head, you know, especially with the PowerShell bit, you know, it's not specifically related to this, but you know, if you learn PowerShell, if you can, it's going to, I have uh, learned PowerShell over the course of my technological career and it's a uh, lifesaver. So I definitely say it makes your life a lot easier, especially if you're trying to do a lot of mass changes or, or update in regards to what service you're trying to touch. Yeah, uh, for sure. So yeah, I would impart that as well to learn PowerShell if you can. Yeah, I was I was really close. If you look at the show notes, I have a new bit, Microsoft Learn of the Week, and I was going to include that link. I was like, you know what? We might just put people in like peril sometimes by putting some of that out there because like we're like, yes, I got it. I'm going to go do this, and and then it's like, mer mer, didn't work out so well. Uh, so always, as we say, and if you listen to the credits way at the end of this, kind of after the little music thing, uh, you know. I'll, everything here just for informational purposes to kind of help guide you into knowing technology uh, your mileage will vary you hear us say that all the time um, so you know keep that in mind aside from that I think that's all we got for today thank you all for listening and also look in the uh, show notes for some sponsors this week and sign out man goodbye Today's show is produced and edited by Taste Media, written and directed by Michael Askins, graphics and artwork by Motion Array and ABS. All topics are for information and entertainment purposes only. Consult a professional before attempting anything discussed. Not all technologies and approaches are compatible with your environment. Your knowledge may vary. Visit the show notes for terms and conditions.